when we're walking those facilities, that's when research and development credits are brought up. You know, what are you doing now to make enhancements to your product, your process? And all those things are coming to light. From Ray and Associates Studio, this is Unsuitable, a management financial services podcast for entrepreneurs, tenured business leaders, and others who are ready to look beyond the suit and tie culture for meaningful, measurable results. I'm Doug Hauser. On this weekly podcast, thought leaders and business professionals break down complicated and mundane topics and give you the tips and insight you actually need to grow your business. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. And if you want access to even more information, show notes, and exclusive content, visit our website at www.raycpa.com podcast to sign up for updates. As industry professionals, we often think about how we can be innovative, capturing ideas, setting challenges, and bringing new ideas to life. But sitting in front of a drawing board may not always be the easiest. Join John Hanning, the founding principal of Specialty Tax Group, LLC, as he discusses his concept to help CPA firms and taxpayers by advancing the specialty tax industry through the use of technology. Welcome to Unsuitable, John. Thanks. I appreciate you having me, Doug. Great to have you on. And uh, I think what you you do and, and Specialty Tax Group does is, is quite fascinating. So talk a little bit about how you, uh, how you got into this specific niche. Well, I, I appreciate the use of fascinating. Uh, I always tell people that, you know, I'm a specialist in understanding how commercial property depreciates, and they usually very quickly move away from me at parties. So uh, to be, to be a, a, among, you know, uh, an individual that thinks it's fascinating, I really appreciate that. How did I get into this? So uh, sometimes uh, career paths are, are chosen for you. You don't choose them. So educationally, I had a background in finance and accounting. Uh, but practically speaking, I always worked in the construction industry. So I essentially married those two disciplines together uh, about 20 years ago to do cost segregation. And that's was my first entry into uh, specialty tax. That's, that's very cool. So for those out there, I mean, they may have heard of this concept, cost segregation, uh, but what, what is that exactly? Yeah, so cost segregation is one of the service lines that we deliver on. It's a, a three-pronged approach. Uh, we deliver on cost segregation services, which includes you know, comprehensive fixed asset reviews. Uh, we also do research development credits and green energy incentives as well. But um, in terms of cost segregation, essentially what we're, we're doing is identifying personal property um, and or land improvements uh, so we can accelerate um, the, the depreciable life of, of those assets and, and make a, a quicker recovery uh, to drive down current income. And, and obviously that, that helps in terms of uh, speeding up that return on investment. If, if somebody's looking at you know, a, a building expansion or building a new facility, all those types of things, right? Yeah, so absolutely. So we're, we work with very capital intensive clients. So, you know, anyone that owns a lots, lots of bricks and sticks. So if you're a manufacturing facility that has, you know, uh, warehouses and manufacturing locations, um, maybe there's one, maybe it's several, um, maybe you're a restaurant and you own a bunch of Wendy's, uh, we can, uh, help drive down, 
uh, your current taxable income by increasing your depreciation uh, that's allowable. Talk a little bit about how this is is uh, such a, a, a specialized area to you know play on on the name of of the firm there um, versus you know you're you're just your regular CPA firm that okay hey I can I can do taxes and I know you know the depreciable lives of uh, lives of assets and and I can figure that out. Talk a bit about what you do that's really above and beyond uh, what you what you'd normally see. Yeah. So when I first got into the industry, uh, my very first interview, somebody explained it to me like this is, John, you know, we're hiring an individual that know is kind of an attorney. They know case law as it relates to uh, fixed assets and depreciation. Um, but they have to be a really good engineer because they have to know how building components are put together. And they have to, obviously, we're a function of tax. So, you know, you've got to be a good tax accountant or a CPA. So we are all those things wrapped up into one. Now that gives us way too much credit than we're, we're due, but it's, it's pulling from several dis- different disciplines um, to, to be able to you know, deliver on the, on the projects that we are. So back to the name, specialty tax, what we do is partner with CPAs. And so we do everything that, that you know, a general CPA might not do. At, at times I have heard, hey, I can figure out the lives of, of this uh, asset. And that's, that's oftentimes true. Um, but what we do is we take a much, much deeper dive mm-hmm. into, into the building itself. We are splitting out units of property. We're doing panel allocations, um, you know, those kinds of things that enhance a client's ability to, to drive down uh, taxable income. And so obviously it, that's kind of cool in that you, you travel around the country then looking at, at various projects and facilities and, and you work with CPA firms all over the country, right? Yeah, we do. So um, th- that's one of the best things about you know, my job is peeking behind the curtain of a manufacturing facility and talking to the owner and having them explain all of the cool things that is that they're doing uh, on, that, you know, on that property. One kind of example of that was I was in the middle of nowhere, Michigan. I walked onto a a chemical manufacturing facility, and they were to explain to me what they were doing. The first engineer said to me, the Chinese don't even know how to do what it is we're doing here. And I got real wide-eyed and thought, oh, geez, how am I, you know, I going to understand it? So right. um, really, really some cool experiences that we're able to have. Um, and again, throughout the entire country. We, we have clients throughout the entire country, and we have to go uh, to see those those bricks and sticks, they can't bring them to us. Um, so it, we do have a little little bit of windshield time. Or I'm an elite member of of Delta. Uh, I've got plenty of Marriott points, um, but it's so it's not without sacrifice. But it certainly uh, does give us insight to a lot of different manufacturing processes. Or we did a project on a space needle uh, not too long wow, ago. Wow, that's a cool. paper. So yeah, some really some neat. Neat, neat projects. So traveling the country as, as you have, and, and obviously, you know, COVID, you know, we're a year and a half into that now. What, what have you seen since the, the start of COVID in terms of maybe new trends or, or changes in, in how the manufacturing facilities or any type of facility for that matter are either constructed or what they're doing uh, maybe differently at all? 
So, you know, ever since COVID, everybody's loved to use the word pivot, right? So we're in the, the business of, of driving down taxable income through uh, depreciation. That's part of, you know, cost segregation. So I'm not getting a whole lot of calls from hotels right now or, you know, those, you know, the, that's, that was an industry that was, that was hit hard or, or maybe uh, restaurants. Those, those folks aren't, they're more in survival mode than they are in tax preservation mode. So yeah, we're, we're seeing manufacturing as a big uptick there because of COVID. It seems that, and probably interest rates as well, it seems like a lot of things are trading hands. We are very transactional. You know, we do a project on an acquisition or a newly constructed um, asset. Um, all of those are, are a good opportunity for us to, to come in and uh, do a study, but uh, we're seeing a lot more of that currently. Tax law also makes a, a change sure. for us. Yeah. So, you know, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act made bonus depreciation at 100%. So, you know, there's a lot of value in, in what we're bringing to the table right now. So all, all those multitude of things that have helped us, you know, kind of follow the opportunity. And I know the industrial sector is is quite, quite hot and, and probably likely to remain. So at least that's, that's what we hear in uh, the construction and real estate folks I talk to. But have, have you started to see uh, in the last 18 months more let's say technology built into how the, the, the facility is, is set up or, or it's self-constructed or, or planned for? Yeah, so technology is, is big and has been for the last 20 years, right? And so everybody's trying to figure out how to you know, implement technology into the manufacturing process. Now, it's ever more so important because it's hard to find labor. Yeah, you you can't find somebody that do the, do that mundane task. Um, so it's you know not that you you wanted to drive down costs. Yes, that was one reason. But by implementing you know robotics or something, um, but you, you don't even have buddy, anyone standing there to help you with that. So you know that's that's messing up the supply chain. So absolutely, when we're walking those facilities, that's when research and development credits are brought up. You know what are you doing now to make enhancements to your product, your process, and yeah. all those things are coming to, come to light. And, and talk a little bit about those, those R&D credits as it pertains to even contractors themselves, because I know a couple of our larger contractor clients, they're, they're doing more off-site, let's say, uh, to try to combat that labor shortage, uh, whether it's kind of panelization or even HVAC contractors trying to do more off-site at their own facility and then you know, take that to the building that's being either rehabbed or constructed and how that might lend itself to those kind of R&D type credit situations. Yeah. So um, everybody always thinks, hey, research and development credits, I have to have somebody in a white lab coat um, that, that's banging together beakers and, uh, you know, use it a Bunsen burner, right? And that's just not the case. So, you know, uh, even working in the industry, uh, uh, you know, I see that, everybody is doing research and development. It's just, is it a big enough bite at the apple to go after it? I always, I like to talk about microbrews. Um, they're, they're hot right now. You know, there's several across the country. And when I talk about beer, people like it. So, you know, I, I looked over uh, while I was on site uh, at, a, at a manufacturing facility uh, and I pointed to the folks that were kind of enjoying some beer 
you know, they weren't in white lab coats. In fact, they had big beards and, you know, Chuck Taylors and graphic tees on. And the owner said, that's my R&D department. Pretty interesting. Uh, you know, the food sciences is certainly pretty big, but, you know, everybody out there, if you're in manufacturing, you're trying to improve your product or your process. Even if you're not manufacturing, you know, I'm sure Ray CPAs is uh, certainly trying to um, build an app to help their clients. You might, you know, turn the mirror on yourselves and say, hey, look, yeah. are, you know, are we doing some software development internally? You know, who's championing that? And, you know, could we get an R&D credit? So, yeah, so kind of high level from an R&D perspective. I'd just like to, to state that, you know, it's, it's pretty broad for who qualifies for it. But to your point, about 65% of it is, is being taken from um, by, by manufacturers. It's, it's, you know, it, it's certainly worth having the conversation, again, no matter what your business is, with uh, experts like, like you guys to see if maybe what you're doing, without even thinking about it, has some component of R&D in it. Uh, you know, it's, it's amazing, really, what you see. And it's pretty easy to vet, uh, you know, vet that out whether or not they're doing research and development. Because what does the owner of a business want to talk about? They don't want to talk about, you know, their manufacturing plant. They want to talk about all the cool things that they're doing inside that manufacturing plant. You know, when you look at their website, they don't want to talk about, you know, something basic. They want to brag about, you know, how innovative they are. We have a lot of resources, um, you know, at our disposal to, you know, just get a, a good understanding of, are they doing research and development credits and, and or, or research and development and how big might that be? Yeah, like I said, I've, it's certainly not my area of expertise, but I've been amazed at how many, even of our, our contractor clients can can take advantage of that with with what they do. And I would never think, you know, you think construction, well, you know, how much research and development are you doing? But it, it there's a lot out there. So it's, it's cool. tons. We have a, a contractor that builds roads and bridges and we've been, building roads and bridges since, you know, Roman times, right? Right. Um, what, 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 you know, put down the rock, you put down the base and that's, you know, you drive on it. No, that's, that's not the case. You know, every site has, you know, a different, has different complexities. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of testing, there's enhancements that are going on, you know, with the products that are being uh, constructed. Uh, so yeah, abs- absolutely. Yeah. Construction spaces, you know, we don't have the same roads we used to. So right. we, it, uh, so along the way, we had some research and development and, uh, you know, does it make sense to, to capture that on a study? Uh, sometimes it certainly does. Now, talk a little bit about some of the green energy credit stuff that, that you guys get into and, and what you see there. Yeah, so it's a similar concept in, in that, it, that R&D is in that, you know, people want to talk about not you know, hey, we build a four-story building. They want to talk about, hey, we build a green lead, uses less energy building. You know, that's that's the stuff they want to brag about. So there, there are two components to, to green energy incentives. There's a, a residential and a commercial side. The residential side is for single-family homes or multifamily uh, that is three stories or less. This is a credit. It's called 45L, and it's $2,000 per dwelling unit. We, we just shorthand say $2,000 per door. So if you've got single family home you know, construction outfit that is, you know, mowing in farm fields and putting up track homes, 
you know, they're likely a really good candidate for um, 45L, as well as if you've got that, you know, somebody that's constructing the garden style apartment complexes, yeah. you know, you can probably obtain, it's true energy modeling. So it's not just one unit passes, they all pass, right? But it's $2,000 per dwelling unit. Um, we've even had um, some uh, assisted living facilities. Uh, as long as they have a dwelling unit has a cooking uh, space, they can get a $2,000 per door credit. Now, separate from that is, so that's the residential side. Separate from that is, is the commercial side. And that's 179D. Um, and that's a $1.80 per square foot deduction. So we're talking about credits versus deductions, right? Mm-hmm. So 45L was a credit. Uh, 179D is a deduction. Uh, and it's based on square footage. So we like to say, hey, look, it needs to be 50,000 square feet or more. Um, we always like the opportunity to, to vet things out, whether or not it makes sense. But the larger the square footage, the better uh, return on your spend is going to be on, on the feet. So we've got some warehouses out in California that are just doing lighting retrofits. And they're getting you know, a, a significant deduction because they're 500 to a million square feet. Wow. Yeah. And with all the uh, industrial space that's being constructed and, and demand for which is expected to m- remain just through the roof, I got to imagine that's more and more attractive uh, part of it too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it, it should be mentioned is that usually it's a three component. Um, it's the building envelope, the building HVAC, and the building lighting. Uh, those are really what we're looking at um, to see if they're you know, being constructed to reduce energy costs uh, up against a benchmark that um, is currently in place. So, yeah, it, you and I both know we see the Amazon truck running down our, our, our streets, right? Well, they go back to a facility and that facility is usually pretty big. Uh, logistics is huge right now. And so even if just, you know, you're retrofitting uh, a, a building with T8 lights or LED lights, that, that you know, could add up to, to significant deductions. So yeah, it's important to to look at really everything you're doing with regard to that. I mean, again, not there's no way that you know as any CPA firm without this specialization and and this specialized knowledge that you have can can really get at the the full capabilities of of all of those different types of credits and incentives. So yeah, that's that's really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, you, you bring up a good point. I mean, and those are our clients. We we see ourselves in, as an extension of a lot of CPAs across the country. You know, they're really good at uh, at what they do, but we're really good at just this very sliver of the tax code, right? Yeah. Um, so we come in kind of as an extension of their team to help first identify some of the opportunities. Um, but then certainly to deliver on, you know, what those specialty tax needs are. So. Yeah. And and when you work with the CPA firms, can you can you do it, you know, so that it's blind to the the end user or do you how does that how does that work really? Yeah, we have we can deliver on several different uh, fronts. We we typically deliver um, under our own brand, specialty tax group. Uh, we we do that because you know, CPAs want to push us forward and say, hey, I'm not the expert, but I know the expert. Um, and, and that this is this person. Um, and or if you have any questions, go to them. And oh, by the way, they also provide audit support with everything they do. So 
we like to put our brand out there uh, that's forward facing, but uh, we do also white label uh, for for CPAs. Um, we have such a close relationship with those those CPAs. They're we're really an extension of of their team. Um, we've gone to some of their Christmas parties in the past, so we brand it as it's coming from them, and their their clients really don't know uh, any different. We're introduced as as the experts, um, but it's it's branded through that CPA firm. Yeah, very cool. So you've got flexibility in in, in that regard. So, well, John, this is cool stuff. So what comes next for Specialty Tax Group and uh, you, you, you know, you guys, where, where are you headed? Well, I, I kind of mentioned that three, you know, three-legged stool, right? You know, with cost segregation and, and green energy incentives and, and, and research and development credits. But I'd like to see, you know, four or five or six or seven uh, legs on that stool. The tax law is, is ever-changing and we need to be able to, to pivot with that. Um, you know, we might do away with depreciation, go to full expensing, but Maybe there's retraining credits out there that uh, we can assist with, or you know, oftentimes when I'm in Georgia, I hear about you know film credits. You know, can I can I take the film credit? So we'll we'll start bolting on additional service lines to make sure that we're servicing our our CPA clients. We want to make sure that when when they have a question, uh, we know how to go get the the answer. Oftentimes we leverage to to other special specialist as well. But, you know, if it starts to make sense financially, we want to pull that in-house and and grow the team, grow the expertise and, and diversify ourselves a little bit. Yeah, well. that's cool. So in, in closing, what should business owners be thinking of? What should they know right now in, in terms of uh, specialty tax group and, and some of these specialty credits and incentives? Well, uh, you know, the, the future is not, not, not very easily predictable, right? Um, so if you can take advantage of a credit or deduction today, I would, I would look into that opportunity. Maybe there's not a big enough bite at the apple, but you've, you've got a good feeling that you looked into it. Maybe your depreciation schedule isn't a mess. You only knew that because you had somebody that is, is well-versed in the industry to, uh, with a trained eye looking at it. So um, it never hurts to have a conversation and, and just make sure that, hey, I've I've vetted through all the opportunities um, available to me. Um, some I capitalized on, some I kicked down the road. Some, you know, maybe it's it's not for me, or we we proved ourselves to be, you know, in a, in a good spot uh, as it relates to that. So, yeah, just it's it doesn't hurt to to have the conversation at least vet through the opportunities. That's that's would be the biggest thing. Yeah, there's just so much out there. There's you know to know, and again, you just want to make sure if you're a business owner to make sure that you've had someone, another set of eyes, a specialist like John and his team that has looked through those to make sure you're not, not missing something there. So it's, uh, you know, cause the, the opportunity is, is substantial for sure. Yep. Well, John, it's been great having you on and, uh, look forward to, uh, to getting together, uh, next week in person. I think we'll, we'll get to, uh, see each other. So look forward to that. So, Again, appreciate your your time today and look forward to having you on again in the future. Doug, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And uh, if you want more business tips and insight or to hear previous episodes of Unsuitable, visit our podcast page at www.raycpa.com slash podcast. And while you're there, sign up for exclusive content and show notes. Thanks for listening to this week's show. 
Be sure to subscribe to Unsuitable on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to us right now, including YouTube. I'm Doug Hauser. Join us next week for another Unsuitable interview from an industry professional. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance.